This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We need some uh, legal sports betting in Maryland so we don't have to drive into D.C. and then walk 15 miles to get right in front of Nats Park. And to find out when that might be possible, we welcome in Ryan Butler from iGaming Next. Ryan, thanks so much uh, much for joining us, man, on a Friday night. Long time no talk. How have things been? I've been good, man. I am. Uh, I gotta say, I'm doing much better than the Phillies right now. So that, that's a good sign. Yeah, you man. Ain't kidding. You yeah. Ain't kidding. I, I mean, we obviously we knew the Astros were the right side, but I love this Phillies team. Love Kyle Schwarber. Love Nick Castellanos. I like Bryce Harper. And you can't root for the Astros, man. Unless you're from Houston, you can't root for the Astros. It, it is tough, though. But I, I two things I gotta say quickly with it. Kyle Tucker. Uh, is from Tampa, where I live, and I'm talking to you right now. His older brother actually is my same age, went to the University of Florida with me, so i got to appreciate that. And then also, man, no, I'm never going to be an Astros fan or supporter, but Dusty Baker co-invented the high five. As a society, we don't talk about that as much, or as much as we should. Dusty Baker co-invented the high five. So you kind of want to see that guy get a ring, you know? I, I really do. I really wanted to see him get a ring when he was the manager of my own team. I'm a huge Cubs fan, but I love Dusty gotcha, Baker. Yeah. And, and I said when they made that hire, man, when you move on from A.J. Hinch because he had to serve that year's suspension and now he's stuck in Detroit, but you had to hire <laughs> yeah. the greatest PR move. You had to find somebody very likable. And I don't know that if there's a human being more likable on this planet than Dusty Baker. And then at the trade deadline, they bring in Trey Mancini. So I guess it is... It's not as easy to root for the Astros as it was two, three years ago. I still hate Altuve, though. Yeah, and next time, next time I'm on, I'll talk about Trey Mancini, one of the best guys I've ever gotten to meet. But yeah, Dusty Baker, everywhere he's been, he was on those giant Sperry Bonds teams. People forget about that. He helped those Cubs teams that weren't super, super good, but they made a couple of playoffs under him. Uh, he was the Nationals, obviously, and, and got him to the cusp of the World Series. So that's a guy you can at least root for, even if you don't want the Astros to win. 100%. Yeah. I'm an Orioles fan too, Ryan, so no argument from he, from me. Trey's a great dude. I uh, do want to talk about uh, with you about the launch, obviously, happening in Maryland. So are you hearing that this should be finalized by early December is what they're saying? Yep. Right now, and now again, Maryland, as you know, it's been a really tough, uh, long struggle. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at the better part of two years. So you never say uh, anything is guaranteed with them. But yes, we are finally now getting firm timelines. The Maryland's first uh, online sports books are going to be up and running um, come December. Again, that's not guaranteed. There's two big approvals left. So they have to get a final regulatory sign-off by a, a, legis- or a, um, a regulatory committee called the SWERC. You might have seen that. Sports Wagering Application Review Commission. They got to sign off. Uh, and that's the big hurdle. And then they also have to pass independent lab certification, which is about as fun as it sounds. But these sports books that are applying, they've done this in, in 10, 15 plus states. That includes like your bet MGMs. They will pass that certification. The problem is it just takes a little bit. So we're looking for that uh, work that I mentioned, that committee to get approved. Uh, November 21st is what we're looking at right now. That is their scheduled meeting. So we're looking there. And then it would probably be another week, 10 days, two weeks or so 
So we're looking sometime early to mid-December. We are very hopeful we'll have our first uh, online sports books live in Maryland. It's great news. Yeah, like you like you alluded to, I mean, the past couple of years, you know, we've been hearing rumblings of, oh, it could happen before the football season of 2020 or 2021, whenever it was. So what was it finally that kind of pushed this thing over the finish line and got us to where we are that we're thinking that we could have this stuff in, in a month or so? Yeah, so this is an oversimplification, but a part of it is it's, it's your listeners. It's part of it is the betters. Part of it is Maryland uh, residents getting just frustrated with this process. Governor Larry Hogan, uh, who signed the bill into law, has been, uh, I mean, honestly, surprisingly critical about this regulatory process um, for, for a politician. It's unusual how aggressive he's been about it. There's just been so much pressure on it, and that has helped. Now, uh, Maryland, uh, any state, it, it takes six to nine months from bill signing to first bet. That's just commonplace. That's just that's just the deal. There's so much that goes into it, and I don't have enough time to talk about it. This, that's the reality. Even though the bill is signed, it still takes six to nine months. There's, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. In Maryland, what it was taking is going to be 18-plus months from bill signing to first bet. And part of it was that, that, that SWORC I keep on mentioning, that separate committee, they have – Maryland has two – levels of regulators. So it almost doubles the workload in a sense. That's a bit of an oversimplification, but that's part of it there as well. Um, and they had a lot of different requirements and mandates and all that. And eventually they were kind of like, all right, guys, we, they got through everything, but they were like, we have to expedite this. We're going to do this as quickly as we can. And then one final other big thing we're looking at is that Maryland is going to have a rolling start um, instead of a universal start date. So yeah. a lot of states, you have to wait for a certain date before you can go live. Maryland, as soon as you get your approval, you're able to go live. So your big boys, including your bet MGM, obviously one of the biggest sports books, uh, they're going to pass all their certifications pretty easily just because of, they've done this a lot. Um, and then as soon as they get that, that final sign-off, they could launch an hour later. So that, that's a good sign as well. They, they aren't going to have to wait for, example, January 1st, like, and that's going to be Ohio, so now we're going to talk about it. They have to wait till January 1st, even if they're ready to go. Maryland, it, it could be December 11th, it could be December 25th, Christmas, anything. But as soon as you get that that final sign off, you are able to go live. I just was there a bigger push? Not only obviously, you know, the NFL football season. I just thought maybe a shot for around Thanksgiving, and especially with the World Cup, you know, being pushed back around like Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, so I guess you know what takes so long. Like, what's the holdup here? And was there more of a push to get this thing going? Because we see all the money that's pumping in during football season, and. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, the World Cup, I feel like that's a huge draw as well. Yeah, and in Maryland, I grew up in Virginia. Maryland's a, a huge soccer state, so I could see them being really, really into it as well. Yeah, the biggest thing we looked at is, and again, I think we've talked about this on the show before, uh, Maryland was the first and so far only state that is part of the law, part of the requirements they had to consider minority, female, and small business ownership, participation, and stakes, and things like that which, again, is a very um, you know, noble endeavor. We want our things you can, you can allow, but it just created another hurdle there. So they were waiting for uh, what they call a disparity study to kind of evaluate the conditions, how, uh, how we can look at more equitably distributing ownership, ownership equity, so the different economic opportunities that come with sports betting and all that. So those processes, that, that study, the different reviews and all that, that takes months as well. So they were kind of waiting for that study to get done, and, and that kind of put things on pause. Uh, that study took several months, so that was one of the other big reasons why Maryland was. I mean, again, it's going to be 18 months. That is, uh, that's the record by far. I think Ohio is going to. Ohio is about 13. That, that's probably second place. 
So it was just, a, you know, a frustrating thing there. But those are part of the reasons why it took so long in Maryland. I guess actually I got two more really quickly here for you, Ryan, because I know that um, back in October, you know, you even tweeted about this. The in-person sports book near the commander's FedEx field could open before the end of the calendar year. You know, the regulators said that and it would be the second retail book uh, next to the Arizona Cardinals State Farm Stadium. And we still haven't really had an update. What's going on there? Yeah, actually, we did get a little bit of more news okay. recently um, that they are there progressing towards that. Yeah, it looks like it could be uh, November or December for the Commander's Sportsbook. I mean, it's a little bit interesting is I, I haven't been aware, I haven't heard anything about a retail partner. Like, you obviously have to have a third party. So, for example, the Cardinals are that MGM. That MGM uh, operates and runs that sportsbook. You can't have a quote-unquote Commander's Sportsbook. You can have one near the stadium. Um, NFL rules are a little bit weird where you can't actually have one in the stadium, unlike in D.C., where you can have the, the NBA team does have one. The Nationals obviously have a bet MGM sportsbook in their stadium. Uh, NFL, you have to have like a couple, get that a little bit different there. So anyway, the side topic there with it. So it is a little interesting. I haven't, it's been kind of under wraps. Yeah. It's just surprising. You would think the commanders would be like, hey, we got partnered with company X and we're really, really pushing this. We're really, really excited. We haven't heard anything about it. I haven't seen any details, at least. I haven't seen anything with it. I grew up going to um, uh, what are now called the Commander's Games back in the day, and I'm also kind of skeptical about where they're going to put that sports book. There is not a lot out there by FedEx Field. So that's also a question, too. Um, there's like a, a church parking lot yeah, um, and not much else. So that's also a question. So we'll see. But Maryland regulators, which, again, is a big hurdle, they said at a meeting this week, the commanders are, are on pace to open um, by November or December. So, again, we'll just have to kind of wait and see what's going on there. It is odd that there has been very, very little detail released publicly about it. And then really quickly, the last one for me, and I'm sorry if you've mentioned this, will there be in-person registration? Will you be able to register online? Because I know when I was you know, back in Chicago, that was a huge issue where I was driving 45 minutes just to place my bets through the mobile app. Nope. Always a good question. And because of Illinois and because everyone was so livid and frustrated by that, <laughs> We are not going to have conversion registration, and I really highly doubt any other state will ever do that again. It was such a disaster. It was such a mess. Everybody hated it. Um, it's, it's so, no, it's not going to be in Maryland, and I don't I think it'll happen in any other state, honestly, ever. It's good news. Ryan, I want to know, in Maryland, will the same rules apply in Virginia? We've seen other states where you won't be able to bet on the college teams, like people in Maryland. Will you be able to bet on the Terps or UMBC, any of those college teams? Yeah, some good news about Maryland is as frustrating as this bill has been in the rollout is it will actually be one of the best four betters. There is a very long array of options, so you have to be able to bet on the Terps. That was an important thing. And again, obviously, growing up in Northern Virginia, I remember, I'm old enough to remember the Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, uh, Chris Wilcox teams of the early 2000s. So Maryland is obviously a huge deal. You will be able to bet on the Terps. Um, you know, your big in-state programs there, so that's a big one. So, yes. Uh, in-state college betting is permitted. Now, there are restrictions on prop bets and, uh, for college players, so, you know, total yards, obviously, stuff like that. But that's con- I mean, there, that's every state has those restrictions. What about any other updates on any of these other states? Ohio, what else is going on right now? Yeah, so that's a big one. Ohio, we're looking at, they are, are, are cruising along. They're going to be, um, they said the minute after the ball drops in New York, they're going to be live there. Ohio's looking like it could have um, 10, 15, maybe 20 sports books. Um, live pretty uh, on January 1st or soon after. So that's going to be a really, really big market. Also, they, they did allow in-state betting. Obviously, Ohio is huge. You'll be able to bet on the Buckeyes. So that's a big one there. Um, and then Massachusetts is our next big major topic. Way less of a concrete timeline there. There's been a little bit of frustration with their regulatory process. But we are on pace now 
for their in-person sports books, including the wonderful uh, soon-to-be BetMGM Sportsbook at MGM Springfield, which I've gotten to see personally, and it is really well set up. It, all it needs is just someone behind the window. It is ready to start taking bets today. I, so the regulators are working through all that. Uh, that would be their goal is to have the uh, in-person sports books in Massachusetts up and running by the Super Bowl, and then the online sports betting up and running by March Madness. One thing to note with Massachusetts that has been again part of the frustration is the regulators are not necessarily sports uh, betting experts. They're yeah. very good at what they do. They're, they're they're all that. But one of the meetings they were talking about. Hey, well, let's try to, you know, the Super Bowl is good, but the NFC and AFC championship games, those are the second and third most bet upon individual sporting events in the whole country every year. They were, the idea was let's get it up running for at least those. And a couple people on the, in the, the regulators didn't know what the AFC and NFC championship games were. So that's a, just a frustrating wow. thing there, too, where they, they've made it clear that they, under, I mean, they, they get the pressure of sports and the calendar and all that but they are not going to expedite or adjust what they think is important um, just to get something up and running for a specific sporting event. So that's just one of the kind of frustrations there. But again, uh, Massachusetts didn't sign its sports betting bill into law until August. So if they get live, let's say January, February, March, well, again, that's still, you know, in that six to nine month time frame. that's really pretty fairly standard um, from what we're used to. That's wild, wow. man. I mean, I, I would be shocked, but I think I've had coworkers working in sports radio that don't know what the AFC and NFC title game is, so I guess <laughs> I shouldn't have Well, that's even worse. <laughs> I just, you got to know those. Ryan, thanks so much for giving us some time on a Friday night, man. Enjoy your week, and we'll talk again soon. Appreciate it, guys. Anytime. Ryan, thanks, Ryan Butler. Follow him on Twitter, Butler Bet Sports Betting Legalization. Covers everything. Stocks, other gaming news for iGaming Next. Give them a follow as well. iGaming Next on Twitter as well. Good stuff from Ryan. And I can't wait to legally bet in Maryland. And dude, not having to do the uh, in-person registration is a beautiful thing. I can't believe they did that in Illinois. That sucks. I drove 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it is just so stupid. To bet Buddy Heald over two and a half threes. He went one of eight. <laughs>